Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Yeah, Hunter, your checks here. Now, I was told that Hunter has a, a guest house that he's been willing to rent out for the right price for the Garth Brooks concert because that may be the only option left in the city. I don't know. Hunter, is there a number that makes sense for you to get somebody a room for uh, Garth night? Yeah, there's a number that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of Razorback contribution are we talking about here? Yeah, for sure. I yeah. can talk to my wife about that. Yeah. Sure. I think everybody's got their price. It's just a matter of what that, those people are willing to meet it. So. If I could VRBO to Eurochecks, that'd be a whole different weekend. Yeah, well, yeah. We could probably get 25% more if you yeah. add your name to it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Are you going to hotel room some room for that? It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole new kind of NIL deal. you got athletes that are like, hey, yeah, she has to take my apartment. You can have right. it for the weekend. Oh, don't give anybody any ideas now. Hey, that's look. A, that's actually a pretty good idea right there. Okay, hey, look, I'm a marketing guy. I don't know. Um, thanks for coming by. I know it's been a busy it's day. My pleasure. It's the third buzz uh, commitment you've had this morning. It's it is. too much for it anyone. Is for sure. Yeah. I was hanging over at the stadium this morning. It was a pretty good pub with TJ Holmes and ABC coming in this morning. That, that was awesome, wasn't it, uh, with their band and cheerleaders and some features on our coaches, student-athletes, students from um, our community. Uh, Tusk, of course, you've got to have him there, but uh, thanks to – uh, ABC and Good Morning American, of course, TJ, for making that possible. I, I love TJ. We go way back, and I uh, appreciate the fact that he was getting friendly with us this morning, feeding, feeding him grapes. But a true hardcore fan like TJ, I would have expected the next level move, which is you put an apple in your mouth and you feed him mouth to mouth, which I've done in the past. And he did not. He didn't uh, do that. He didn't do that. He didn't take that next step. TJ's a little, he's fancy and buttoned up now. You know, old TJ probably yeah. would have been down for that. Now he he's had, New York TJ. He had that real nice uh, cardigan sweater on today, right? It's nice as Letterman sweater. Up, a little button up. Wasn't that nice? Yeah, very nice. TJ, a lot of people don't know, he was quite a basketball player back in the day, or so I'm told. I never saw tape, but I've heard I've heard the stories. I did not know that. Yeah. Mm. I think he may have walked on and like been a like been a walk-on for a little while up here, too, for just a minute. I did not know that. Yeah. Anyway, you could tell. He's, he looks like an athlete. He's kept, the, he's kept uh, no, in good he's shape. In shape, yeah. He, he's, he looks good. So there's lots of things to go into. I mean, we've got so many different deals going on. We had a chance to go by practice yesterday. Uh, obviously, the expectations are through the roof. And then, uh, obviously, the baseball game last night was incredible. Let's start there. Have you ever seen a, a more impressive individual performance in a baseball game in your life? I, I have not. I've, you know, you've obviously seen guys hit for the cycle before, right? And we saw that last year in that same stadium. But to hit for the cycle and then come back up on the other side of the plate and hit a home run, just I don't know that something like that's been done before. Phenomenal. Yeah. And when you talk about, I mean, Dylan had been struggling at the plate to that point. I think he had was one for something. 22. Uh, for the season. And then <laughs> to have a, a dream game like that, that's phenomenal. He's such a good kid. It's great that, that it happened for him. I was going to ask Matt Hobbs. We had him on a little bit ago, and I forgot. I mean, he's focused on pitchers, but I know he has interaction with the hitters too. But um, our morning guys, and they may have mentioned this to you this morning, but they have uh, Robert Moore on every week. And Robert sounds like he's 45. It's like they're talking to his dad every week. Have you had that experience talking to him? He seems mature beyond his years. He he is definitively wise beyond his years. I mean, that's why he was able to, uh, you know, stop high school early, come here. I mean, when he was – People forget he was 17 years old when he started his first Razorback game. Should have been a senior in high school. That was, and then COVID hit, and he was off to a great start that year. And so he's only what would that make him now? 19, 20 years old. It's uh, he is uh, definitely wise beyond his years, and that's just a testament to his parents and how he's brought up. 
COVID's th- thrown such a curve into things to think of what uh, God's classification is and the, the extra year, and it, it's so crazy. I mean, we were talking about Audis Tony with Coach Zimmerman, and he's like, you know, he has a chance to come back. And I was like, no, he's, he's like, no, he has a COVID year. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's right. so difficult. But it has to be difficult for, for coaches, for you guys, for trying to juggle rosters. Oh, absolutely. And uh, to juggle rosters, you've got the COVID, you've got transfers, and you've got name, image, likeness. So all those things are going into – what a young man or young woman's decision is on how they, where they want to go to school, where they want to continue into school. Um, and it's make, made it really challenging for our coaches right now. What about the transfer portal? What are your thoughts? Because we've seen two guys this morning from Arkansas enter the portal, but, you know, in a way, I, and then I know how they, all the coaches are taking advantage of it, bringing quality in. And then I see, you know, if a guy's unhappy, maybe you don't want that unhappy guy in your locker sure. room that's good for them to go. What are your thoughts on so the portal? So yesterday morning when I had our compliance team look, there was over 1,500 football players in the portal, over 1,600 women's basketball players in the portal, 2,800 men's basketball players in the portal. So that's roughly, do the math for me, 6,000 young men and women that are in the portal looking for a place to, to change. That whatever that change is for right now, I think for the majority of student athletes, for playing time, you work so hard that you want to get out on the field or get out on the court and looking for that opportunity. Um, the time where, you know, I was watching a documentary the other night on the Duke team back in the mid '80s when Coach K was just getting started. I think it was Jay Billis and Tommy Amaker and Johnny Dawkins and Mark Allery and Danny Ferry all started together. Freshman year went ten and. 30 or something, had an re- awful season. Senior year, they go to the national championship game and lose to Louisville. That will never happen again. You will never have a group of freshmen, especially at this level, that come in together four, five, or six and stay together for four years and build a program. It just won't happen again. So you just have to accept it. Correct, Zimmerman? No, that, that's exactly right. They're just not gonna, you're not going to keep them together for that long. And if as they grow and develop and get better, they're going to go to the NBA and – some of them aren't going to stay in your program. You're right. There's just not going to be guys staying like they used to in those days. And Razorbacks fans, you know, saw that back in the days with Coach Sutton and Coach Tristan. Those guys will be here four years. And it's just, it's just not – it's a different era. It's all different. This year will be a real testament to that because you've got three McDonald's All-Americans and three really, really good players sitting behind them. And we all understand that, you know, at least a couple of these guys, if not all three of them will have a chance, talking about the McDonald's guys, mm-hmm. to be one and done. And so, Well, know, we're hoping they're going to be here four or five years. That'd but, be great. <laughs> but, but, again, I mean, the likelihood of that is low these days. And so you got to, you know, if your opinion and your, you know, the other, the other guys, the four stars coming in forward, you know, are you going to be patient if you're not getting the kind of playing time you want the first year, realizing that, yeah, if I stay here, I'm going to get more opportunities and keep working at it? Yeah, absolutely, especially those Arkansas kids. Those can be your backbone. Those guys, maybe they're playing behind people, but those are the best ones that have the chance to stay. Love of the Razorbacks, their families consume with the Razorbacks. Stick around. It may not be happening for your freshman year, but your junior year you might be a huge part in, in being the rotation for Coach Musselman and winning games. But it may, may take you a couple years to get there. But there's still a lot of benefit to sticking it out, staying in the program. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to some folks about football, and, and, you know, we were at practice yesterday, so it got us to thinking about it, and this schedule coming up is remarkable, really. I mean, when you look at the non-conference games, open with Cincinnati, trip to BYU, I mean, it's a, a pretty impressive schedule, and then you get a lot of games up here in Fayetteville, which is nice. We do the first time ever. We've had seven home games in Fayetteville. We open up with Cincinnati. That game was scheduled prior to my arrival here. 
no one knew Cincinnati was going to be coming out of a you know the first um, not group of five team to be in the CFP. Um, Luke Fickle's done an incredible job building that program. You know, the last two years, as we started the season, we've had the toughest schedule on paper in the country. I imagine it's going to be the same. Mm-hmm. When you talk about Cincinnati will be here, Alabama will be here, LSU will be here, Old Miss will be here. Um, don't forget about Bobby Petrino and Missouri State coming to town. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be a lot surrounding that for <laughs> Razorback fans, <laughs> um, obviously. And so um, it, we've got a great home schedule. And uh, but Sam Pittman, um, if you, I think probably you noticed this yesterday, for the first time in a few years in the spring, we look like an SEC team. Uh, from the, the size and stature of our offensive line, our defensive linemen, the speed that we have on the perimeter with our receivers and in our secondary. Still not where we want to be, but we're starting to look like our counterparts in this conference more and more each day. If somebody doesn't get on the stick and uh, schedule Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue for Saturday, September 17th, I don't know what we're even doing up here. I mean, let's let's get it together, folks. <laughs> I mean, I know there's been some controversy about moving that out of Fayetteville, but it's time to bring it back. Yeah. You didn't have to go there. Well, <laughs> I didn't have to, but I choose to, so I do, Coach. See, so... Um, anyway, yeah, but the schedule is awesome, and I think people are, are very excited. And we were practicing yesterday. Apparently, uh, you know, even in the spring, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, like, the motivation. Like, okay, football is so far away, and I didn't grow up in an era of spring football. We didn't have that growing up. And so I'm just like, man, I'm watching these guys, and they're working their butts off like a game is this coming Friday, or Saturday, rather. And they're, uh, you know, they're just months away. It's impressive to me they can get those guys. But apparently, Coach was not impressed with the, the energy and effort. <laughs> and I don't know what I was missing, but I left before he chewed on them, apparently. But, uh I don't know. I thought it was pretty good, and considering there's a game like six months away. so well, The defense was winning the day, and he got mad at the offense, and he let them know that's enough of that. And apparently that changed the tone yeah. of practice. You, you've got some great things coming to the stadium in the fall, but you've got a couple of big events. We talked about uh, Garth coming, but Top Golf? How's that working? What's going on with Top Golf yeah, coming? Top, they have their uh, college stadium tour, and they try to get eight venues every year and they've identified as Razorback Stadium as an iconic stadium. It fit well for us coming out of the Garth Brooks concert. We're going to have to replace the field after that anyway. So to bring in Top Golf after that, set up those bays in the north end zone, let people hit the targets out on the field and that iconic stadium. I mean, Top Golf is a neat experience at a regular Top Golf facility. Yeah. You bring that into a football venue. I mean, I don't know that we've sold out, but uh, we had a lot of movement on that yesterday when those bays went on sale. That is going to be different. <laughs> I mean, I can't even picture it or imagine what it'll be like, but that's going to be uh, an experience. I'm sure a lot of people yeah. will jump on and want to try to try For to sure. do that. For sure. Now, they've modified the golf balls for the stadium, okay? They've assured us that the golf balls won't travel from one end to the other, uh, but they'll build a platform in the north end zone on the SEC club. They'll build the bays like you're accustomed to seeing at Topgolf, and you, you'll hit out the targets. Um, they'll have the digital kind of finders in those balls, and you'll be able to keep scoring things of that nature. But you're not going to be hitting it from the north end zone to the south end zone unless I guess you really get a hold of one. I know I'm not no. going to do that. <laughs> no. What's crazy about that is when that first when we first started hearing about that, I was like, what? That was just so unusual. And then is it hit the other day with our donors and, like, Dwayne Davis, whose son plays golf here, he was just so excited. I can't wait for that. And there's been excitement in these folks to, to get out there and get play golf golf in Razorback Stadium. And yeah. you didn't, you know, it's been amazing. And it's it's going to sell out. That thing's going to sell out. What about doing an outdoor basketball game, sticking a court at mid, in midfield? Yeah, you're you're all over the place. And let's go. I, mean, I don't know. Hey, we would sell it. With out. a ball tournament, yeah. I don't know. What do you want I think do? we would sell it out. I don't it think there's tremendous. any doubt. Be crazy. Yeah. Um, what about Garth? Give me the backstory on that. How did that come about? We've been working with uh, Garth and his promoters well before COVID to try to bring 
an event here. You know, he went out. He started, at, I believe, at Notre Dame Stadium, and he's gone to a couple other college venues, and he likes to play on campuses and college stadiums. He's from Oklahoma, thought that we had a great stadium, a great venue, and a place that he would enjoy playing. And once we finally uh, felt like we are getting to the end of COVID, um, scheduled this event, and our football program was gracious enough to move the spring game from the 23rd to the 16th because this was a date the 23rd where baseball, softball are out of town, tennises are out of town, golf's out of town. It kind of fit nicely um, where where it was. The That's sold out in, I think, an hour, hour and a half. Um, the capacity, I heard you guys talking about capacity, is going to be a little bit less because of where he puts the stage in the north end zone, and that will take away some of the north end zone seats and you'll replace those with some of the seats that will be down on the field. So the capacity will be roughly the same uh, for a football game because you're going to take some out of the north end zone that would be looking at the back of the stage, but you'll replace those with, with what is on the field. I mean, it's going to be a neat thing. He's going to come by on Friday, uh, spend a little time with their student athletes. He likes to do that, help them develop uh, leadership skills and talk about his career and how he got to where he is. So he's going to do that for our student athletes because he, he was a student athlete apparently through yeah, the Oklahoma javelin, State. I think. Yeah. yeah. Was javelin? Was that the yeah, yeah, javelin at Oklahoma yeah. State? Yeah. I didn't realize that. It's crazy. No. Well, when I was in college here, we saw Garth Brooks and it was at Doc Murdoch's. Have you ever heard of the, of the club who's called Doc Murdoch's? And uh, it was on College Avenue, and he came here as a, as a young man. And, and there's a few old-timers like me that remember that, and he was just getting going. And matter of fact, a guy named Clark Morris, who was on the basketball staff, drugged me. I never heard of him. And it was right as everything was hitting, and he had much too young. And these, these songs that were starting to get going, and within months after that, he was – Garth, and it was huge, but uh, he's been here before in Fayetteville. It was a long time. <laughs> hey, that's now, 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 uh, Doc Murdoch's is a furniture store. So we went from uh, playing in a, what's now a furniture store to playing in Razorback Stadium. That's awesome. Not a bad career. Pretty good. Um, you know, we talked about the baseball facility with Coach Hobbs and what that's meant to them and recruiting. There's that part, but also the development of players. It's been incredible. Well, anything next on the horizon? I hate to ask. I mean, you guys are just basically out doing yourselves at this point. Sure. I mean, the next two projects, I mean, obviously everybody understands that at some point in time we're going to have to do something with Bud Walton. I mean, it's, the, the facility's getting some age. We're going to have to do some infrastructure things in the next few years, and that will give us an opportunity to do some things that we need to to address uh, fan issues. Uh, but the next two things, we've got, we're going to redo our soccer stadium. You'll see some changes. We're going to replace the turf in that stadium. We're going to put chairbacks in the grandstand. We're getting ready to hire an architect, design a new end zone uh, building for them, kind of a soccer operations building similar to the development facility we have for baseball. And then we're going to put some bleachers on the other side. And then we'll start to design a similar type of building for a softball program like we have for a baseball program. So those are the next two things to touch a very successful women's soccer and softball programs. And then, of course, the, the big, big project is what we do with Bud Walton Arena and when we do it. I know you need to run, but uh, last thing, I know we're going back to doing SEC meetings again. Uh, Trey is very excited about it because he gets to go to Destin for a few days and (laughs) work. I'm making air quotes. (laughs) uh, And play golf and pick brains. But um, what are the most pressing issues in your mind for the league? Well, the most pressing issues right now are Texas and Oklahoma coming in. Mm -hmm. We're working on those schedules for July 1 of 2025, what that looks like for football, men's basketball, baseball, because adding two teams. 25 or 25. I said 25. I said July 1st, 2025. We had a theory going around yesterday. Bob Bowles, he's hanging it up early. He's just like, I can't keep Oklahoma and Texas, so I'm leaving. I don't want to deal with it. (laughs) No. 
July 1, 2025 is the date as we sit here today. That's the only date the commissioner's given us. So that's the most pressing thing for a league. But obviously the issues that are going on nationally impact the Southeastern Conference. Name, image, and likeness. The collectives have started to arise out of name, image, and likeness. The transfer piece and what happens with the transformation committee and what truly happens with college athletics. How many? What percentage of athletes do you think get stuck in the portal? Well, right now, and I said this figure, so there's one... 1,500 football players in a portal today. Well, spring mm-hmm. practice is going on all over the country. Mm-hmm. So those are 1,500 athletes that do not have a home right now that uh, put their name in the portal at some time at the end of last season to now and still do not have a place to play football. Hopefully they're on their campus wherever they are going to class because that's a big piece of it, uh, but they don't have a place to play football right now. It's an unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it'll be a crisis soon if it isn't already. So. <clears throat> Well, Hunter, we'll let you run. I appreciate you coming over again, and I don't think we have any other shows that are going to ask you to be on today. So that's awesome. Right. I'm going to let Zimmerman carry the, Matt Zimmerman uh, carry right. the rest we, of it. Yeah, we've got a lot of basketball deep dive to do because there's a lot of roster management on tap for a coach. And, <laughs> that's uh, every day right now, and it's, no it's going to keep going for a couple of weeks. That's part of it. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. All right, Hunter, thank you. Appreciate it.